find me. But first niggas gotta find me. What's 50 grand to a motherfucker like me? Can you please remind me? Ball so hard, this shit crazy. Y'all don't know that don't shit face. And as we go, 0 for 82 when I look at you like this shit crazy. Ball so hard, this shit weird. We ain't need Pope here. Ball so hard since we here. Hello, everybody. And welcome back. To the five tool podcast. Five tool podcast. In the house. We're in Paris. Going gorilla. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Seamus is out. I got nothing else for you. Seamus is out. Black Josh is in. How you good, Black Josh? Yep. Killer Kyle's in the house. How we doing, motherfucker? He's good. And I'm the butcher. And we're back. We had a week off. Holiday season. Kobe. So whoop de doo And dickery dock. How was your holidays, fellas? Mine was pretty good. What about you, Killer? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Real good. That's all I got. It's good. What's the best part of the holiday, Black Josh? The ham that I cooked. Yeah, I made good ham? Yeah, it was pretty damn good. First Ooh. time I ever made ham, too. What'd you serve it with? I don't know. Mashed potatoes and corn. Mm. And mm. You a mm. gravy or garlic mash? Uh, I did instant potatoes. Instant? You yeah. put a lot of butter in there? It was four cheese potatoes. Four cheese taters. That's a good, good pick. That's yeah. a good pick. It was good. That would be third on my list, though. Number two would be garlic mash. Number one, I love gravy. I think garlic, garlic gravy's good. good. Garlic, yeah. But gravy is... Gravy's... Put oh, that shit on everything. You're not a big gravy guy? No, not really. Kill a cow, you like the, the white gravy or the dark gravy? I love it all. Yeah, I love it all. Right? Love it all. <laughs> I love it all. I put it on everything. <laughs> on everything. I, yeah. I keep a, a sack of it in my purse. A sack of gravy. A dime bag of gravy. <laughs> dime bag of gravy in my purse wherever I go. Yeah. It's a man purse. It's a new thing. 2020, man purses. Look out. Hey, we're in the 20s pretty soon. Pretty soon. You seen those memes with the... The old, like, vintage 1920s style that people wore, like, the suits and all that. The zoot suit? Of, yeah, a lot of memes saying, four days, we're going to be in the 20s. In the 20s. And that's that? weird, isn't it? I was born in 89. We were all born in the 80s, right? So that means we lived in four decades, but we're not even 40 years old. How about that? Yeah. That's kind of weird. It is four different decades. Not even 40. Two uh, two centuries we've lived Two centuries, in. two millenniums. Yeah. It's, uh... We're, we were born in a weird time. Really weird time. Two different millennials, too, apparently. I don't know what the... I guess there's two groups of millennials. Yeah, I think we're technically a millennial, right? We're like the old school millennial. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure we're technically And then there's, millennial. like, those late 90s kids that are, like, true, like... I don't know anything millennial. Right. They were, like, I'm entitled because we've been born into technology. They were born into search engines, whereas we were right on the cusp in our Yeah, age. like, these kids, they've always had cell phones. We had to use an old rotary phone when we were talking to our friends. Yeah, we in had... school. Yeah, we had to share a landline, you know, like the old people. Right. Never heard of them. Kill Kyle, your holidays, how were they? Um, Great. Spent a lot of time with my kid. I tell you what, as a dad, there's nothing more special than, like, Christmas Eve nights with your kids. 
like getting ready for Christmas morning. Like even though my kid's two, like he had no idea what was really going on, but just like, you know, watching the Christmas stuff and bad, and it was just. It's special. It's it's something I'm so like it's so new, and so exciting, like the whole fatherhood aspect. It's it's cool. It makes it that much better. It's I think Christmas is a lot more enjoyable with kids. Definitely. Compared to when I didn't have kids, it was just like eh. As an adult, like eh. Christmas. Now that there's kids in the picture, it's it's just total 180, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's cool when you're a kid. And then when you're like a teenager, it's like, blah, because you mm -hmm. hate everything anyways when you're a teenager. Uh -huh. I'm just waiting for the money so I can buy myself a bag of weed. I'm dealing with mine right now. Uh, and then when you're an adult without a kid, it's blah. But you really start to feel the Christmas spirit when you're a dad. For sure. When your kids are young. I mean, maybe not when you're going through right now with your kid, the angsty teenager stage. My daughter's 11. She's still stoked about pre Christmas. I got her a bunch of Stranger Things shit for Christmas. Yeah. That's her jam. Shout out to fetuses. Yeah, fetuses. We love you. Yeah. Speaking of fetuses, we found out over or two days ago that my new baby is going to be a baby girl. So, Lil Mookie's actually a girl, so we, we're not going to call her Mookie Betts anymore. You still could. We still could. What does, it say some, what does it say about your sperm that for guys that can only make girl babies? I wonder what that says. I think they're like, it's like you have stronger sperm. The male sperm is stronger. I don't know. I don't know enough to even continue this conversation. But I don't know, I I've like heard something. <laughs> There's something about that it. That if you make boy babies, your sperm is like the shit. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just... Maybe well, I got wax sperm. I don't know. We were waiting for a doctor to call us. Hey, doctors out there listening. <laughs> Shout out to Y chromosomes. <laughs> y chromosomes in the... Oh! So yeah, good holidays for everybody. We've got the new year coming up. New year, new five tool. We're going to have some big changes coming in the new year. You'll be hearing about that soon. We're going to be bigger, better, louder, more annoying, more obnoxious, and more gangsta most of all. Thank God. Thank God. Thank We're all getting God. guns. More money, more nudes. Mm. I'm way ahead of you on that one. Mmm, <laughs> son. So, one of the big highlights over this little gap we've had since our last show was, well, the Packers won the division. They beat the Vikings on Monday Night Football. Hashtag the North is not enough. The North, hey, I like that. The North. Did you see those T-shirts they made? No, I didn't. I didn't see that. In the locker rooms, they were wearing the North is not enough. Oh, I like that. It's fucking great. That is really cool. It really is. North. It's, no more words could be any truer than that for the Packers. So it was kind of. It was quite a thriller of a game. I mean, for at least three quarters, because the first quarter was awful. Ugh. By the second half, or by the end of the first half of the second quarter, we had three turnovers. That first half was garbage. They started to look a little better towards, you know, it was 10-9 going in the half, right? So yeah. going in the half, it was only a one-point game despite the three turnovers, so I kind of had some hope at that point. And actually, during the game, me and Killer Kyle were talking that if the Packers end up winning this game, we were talking about halftime, that uh, Killer Kyle had to, would have to drink Aaron Rodgers' piss <laughs> yeah. if the Packers won. So, Rodgers, Danica... One way or another, we're looking for a vial. I can Kyle. cross that off my bucket list. I've been <laughs> dying to drink piss. It'll be great. Hashtag vial for Kyle. Vial for Kyle. Because <laughs> he uh, he ate his words and now he's got to eat his piss. He was really I didn't worried. think they were going to win. I did not. I was kind of surprised. But yeah, there was a lot of actually bright spots in that game, and I'd like to go over a couple of them. So Darius is now the king of the defense. He surpassed... Now? He, well, he was always, but pressing at more sacks than him coming into that game. And, uh, with three and a half sacks, Darius 
He had three, three and a half sacks, five quarterback hits, and five tackles for a loss in that game. Phenomenal. Wow. Yeah, he was a beast. He could be a depoy. He really could. Defensive player of the year. I mean, honestly. Zadarius, best acquisition I've seen the Packers make in quite some time. Best since Woodson. Yeah, you know what? I think so. I yeah. mean, because you can't come draft. He's kind of a Charles Woodson type player. Yeah. You know, where he made that, you know, when when Charles came into Green Bay, he made an immediate impact. He won. He did win Defensive Player of the Year in 2009. It took a couple years. Yeah. But he was a leader, and, and know, it even took Woodson a couple years to be the leader of that clubhouse. Zadarius' first year, he's already gotten the respect from everybody, and he is the leader yeah. on that defense. He is clearly, far. clearly, like, the emotional leader. He looks like Richard Sherman. But bigger and but bigger. stronger yeah. and more beautiful. You notice that? Yeah, you know, with the hair. It's and, the hair and, and the face. The energy, the cockiness. The intensity. Yeah. The intensity, yeah, and that's that's what he brings, and that's what's so huge about Zadarius Smith. I hate Richard Smith or Sherman. I, I, I have a... I have a soft spot for Richard Sherman just because he told Skip Bayless that he's better at life than him. Yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> he's better at life than Skip Bayless. I mean, a lot of people are better at life than Skip Bayless. Yeah, I can name three people in this room. Shout out Ernestine, who puts up with him every day as his wife. Oh, yeah. I mean, how, yeah, she how even, could you? She doesn't even get paid like, you know, Shannon does. He's so... He's so annoying. He's so, like, just... He's just a strange human being. But I love him. I listen to him every day. Yeah, he's obviously very successful. I can't help myself. He's good and successful in what he does, which is being annoying and talking about the goddamn cowboy. He knows it, too. Yeah. I fucking knows it. Yeah, you know he knows it. Yeah. Another couple of highlights from that game as well. Aaron Jones, two touchdowns, 154 yards. We'll ignore the fumble. So good. Um, yeah, we can we can deal with one fumble for that kind of thing. Especially because they... It's only a second of the year. Yeah, it's only a second of the year, and... You know, uh, despite the fumble and the and the other fumble and the pick all in the first half, they only scored three or six, sorry, seven points on that, on three turnovers. Because Minnesota's offense was that bad. It was that bad, and our defense was playing that well. Let's just state the obvious. Dalvin Cook didn't play. It was obviously a huge factor. And Dalvin Cook, that offense is driven by Dalvin Cook. It's not Kirk Cousins because... No running game for the Vikings on Monday, and it showed. Yeah. They yeah. couldn't They couldn't move the ball at all. How many first downs did they have? They did not have many. I think it was seven in the entire game. Yeah, it's terrible. And, and I think awful. the total yards was under 300, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they had no offense. Kirk Cousins, and it's all his fault. Like yeah. It's literally all Kirk Cousins because he made a lot of bad throws. I, he just didn't look elite. This yeah. is the time of year that teams need to look elite. They have to. They need that signature win, and you want to get hot. You know, 2010 Packers had a 10 and 6 record. Didn't even win the division. Six seed in the playoffs. Won the Super Bowl. Why? Because they got hot in December. Yeah, and they carried that that through the playoffs. And that's a good formula to win championships. Yeah. Minnesota looks. Heard so much talk. Minnesota is flying under the radar. You know, they're overlooked by so many people. No, they're not. They're an average team. They're an average team. And I got a feeling they're going to be worse less next year. And as long as you have Kirk Cousins, you, you have, you're never going to win. Yeah. Never. He doesn't have that in him. He's not a winner. 
No, he's not. No, that's why when he does one, he, he collects a check. He collects a very big, very nice large check. check. That's it. And then Devontae Adams had a career high 13 catches in that game with 116 yards. I mean, so talk about getting hot at the right time. I mean, Jones has been hot the whole year. The defense is clearly getting better. Kevin King with a big pick after having a kind of a rough season. He had a big kind of game ceiling pick late in the game. So I think the Packers are getting are getting hot at the right time, and it's without the benefit of an elite Aaron Rodgers. What do you think of Aaron Rodgers, Black Josh? I mean, is he okay? I think he's gonna be okay. I just I think that collarbone is still affecting him from a couple years ago, and is he's just not throwing correctly. Plus, he's not fully comfortable with some of his receivers. You know, with the exception of Adams. You know, they, they drop a lot of passes. I don't think they're running the correct routes. They don't know how to get open when they should be getting open. When he gets, when Rodgers is getting under pressure, they just kind of stop. And that's, yeah. we can't have that. I feel like once the play breaks down, they're not sure what to do. Valdez Scantling, I thought, was going to be our big number two. And God, has he had a terrible year. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Super ineffective. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of worried about Aaron. I, I don't... The stat lines are misleading, a lot of them, except QBRs. QBR isn't that high. I think he is, um, he's in the late 20s for QBR in the league. Like, he's in the bottom half of the quarterback league for quarterbacks. Um, I don't know. His stats are misleading. He throws away the ball a lot. He doesn't look confident. And he misses receivers. It's yeah, the, but can you blame him for throwing the ball away if his receivers aren't getting open? Yeah, that's kind of where I was getting at. Like, is this a question of his receivers just aren't doing their job? Or is it Aaron Rodgers starting to lose his elite capabilities? It's a hard question to answer because I don't know if there's a right answer. I don't. I. It's probably a mix of both. His receivers doesn't have a lot of guys. John Allison, Alan Lazard, and Jake Kumro are all undrafted wide receivers. They weren't even drafted. They were free agent draftees. And I'd like to see Kumro get more playtime. He's probably the best out of the three. I agree. It's just why isn't he getting the ball? He's shown in the preseason especially that like he'll catch anything that's thrown to him. And he showed it a little bit last year. He did. So... Yeah, we have, like, outside of Devontae, everybody knows this. Like, we don't have good wide receiver depth. And the quality of wide receiver that we're used to as fans over the last, what, 20-some years is not the case. Um, But can you put it all on the receivers? I think they do deserve the blame. But Aaron Rodgers isn't off the hook either. Something doesn't look right. And I think it's because of all these injuries he's had. Between the leg, both collarbones, uh, you know, little little rinky-dink accidents here and there. He just doesn't look the same before all this crap happened to him. And I think that has a big factor to it. Because he's shown, even this year, that he can sling the ball. He's got. He's still got zip, and he's still got his accuracy. It's just not. It's not all there. We're not seeing everything. Yeah, he appears to be damaged goods, and it'd be a shame if we don't get to see that elite Aaron Rodgers that we become so used to seeing. But I mean, last year he was playing on a broken leg. 
the year before he was hurt all year. We haven't seen a true Aaron Rodgers since, like, what, 2016, like him at an elite caliber. And he's and in the past he's been able to make kind of second-rate talent look really good. I don't think Jordy Nelson is a number one receiver on most other teams back in his heyday. But because of Aaron Rodgers, I think he became a, a, a clear number one wide receiver. I think you would have put him on a different team. He wouldn't have been the kind of talent that he was. But because he had Aaron Rodgers at his top, you know, at, at his at his elite level throwing to him, I think that made Jordy Nelson look a hell of a lot better than he truly was. I mean, Rodgers used to have the capability to throw guys open. Now he's praying that anybody gets just a window because he can still thread the ball between multiple defenders and put it where the guy's want it right at the numbers but they're not even giving him that window and I think the right. plays are breaking down and they're not really sure what to do once the play breaks down and Rodgers is caught under pressure and it's yeah, it, it's a concern coming into the playoffs but at the same time I think our defense is really starting to peak mm-hmm. I think this whole season has been a culmination of that thank God yeah because we need that if we can keep teams under 16 under 20 points then I, I really really think that that's going to be huge for our, our subpar kind of passing game to somehow find a way to excel coming into the playoffs. It all depends on who we're playing, but we still have a chance at the number one seed. And even if we get the number two seed, we're still playing mostly home games in the playoffs. And Hopefully. Unless you play San Francisco. Well, it depends who wins in the postseason. But yeah, the old advantage is defense wins championships. And and we've seen, you know, the last ten years of Packer football, we have not had good defenses. We've always struggled on that side of the ball, especially in the secondary. We've had such bad secondaries in the past where teams could just light us up with the air game. And that's a, that's an area that, that gets overlooked in Green Bay. Is our secondary is really good this year. Yeah, We have great linebacking play. We have good edge rushers in the Smiths. we got Kenny Clark up the middle, which is great. Blake Martinez, the tackle machine, we know this. But what doesn't get talked about is that secondary. Adrian Amos is quietly having a really good year. He doesn't have the stats because nobody comes his way. They don't want to go his way. Um, same with Savage. You know, Those safeties don't have to be around the ball so much because the corner play is so good. Even Kevin King has been putting in up some some nice plays. Later this season, in the later half he's of the season, good. he's been looking good other than, I mean, a couple... He'll fall down on a guy every now and then, which is sad, but overall he's been better, and I think he's just so... He's so fucking fast, he thinks he can get anywhere. It says a lot when you have a good secondary, especially good corners, that you can shut down these receivers because then it keeps the offense on their toes and they don't know how to expose the defense. They don't know if... They can keep running the ball consistently because they can't. I mean, a run defense has gotten a lot better throughout the season, um, but they it confuses offenses. You can't always throw to the, the the deep slot or the main receiver, so you got to look for different ways to move the ball down the field, and that's why we're so effective on defense because there's so many layers that they're good at that they keep the offense on their toes. Definitely. Yeah, so I'm very confident coming into the playoffs, and I'm very confident Seattle can can take a, can win against San Francisco, which gives us the number one seed. We right? can beat Seattle. We could beat. We can beat anyone at New home. Orleans. Yeah, we could beat anybody at home, and I do believe if we go into San Francisco, it'll be a lot different game than it was I a couple weeks agree. ago. We're healthy too. Yeah. We're healthy, and 
I, the one big one that scares me is if we have to go to New Orleans. Yeah, that'll be tough. Because I, granted, we've been talking about how our corner play has gotten a little better, or, but Michael Thomas and Drew Brees. Whew, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see that game. Straight up, I don't want to see that game. It'll be a great shootout match, but I don't think we win a shootout in New Orleans. I, I mean, either way, I mean, if you have to play uh, San Francisco or New Orleans, no matter where you're at, it's going to be a tough game because they're just really good. And San Francisco's defense is tough, but I think we're the better offense overall. For personally. sure. For sure. Um, yeah, so... I think, I think Garoppolo... He's going to fizzle crash under, under pressure Agreed. in the playoff. I think Garoppolo needs a little more time to become... I mean, yeah, and maybe maybe we're all just completely wrong, and he's just gonna fucking outshine everybody. I've been wrong about him ever since he's been in San Francisco and his porn star girlfriends. <laughs> Moving on, could be gay too. There could be some boyfriends in there too. It is San Francisco. Hey, gay capital of the world. Hey. Shout out to the homosexuals listening. We love you. We love you. No homo <laughs> or homo. Gay capital of the world <laughs> after. Killer Kyle's house. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on, Bucks about to play a game against the Magic. Whatever. Yeah. Who cares who they're playing? It should be a win <laughs> right, for them. Right. Giannis's second game out in a row. They managed to pick apart the Hawks. But they did not look good in Philly on in Christmas. Christmas. That was a Christmas disaster. I was able to watch most of that game, and it was tough. They did make a push at the end, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did actually. It was a closer. Every loss they have, they do this. They they make a good push, but they were down by like almost thirty points in the third quarter at some point. Yeah, twenty and a half. I think. And Giannis did not look good. Ten points. Joel Embiid shut Giannis Woo! down. His defense was unbelievable. They had they had the Bucks figured out. Clearly, they had a good and, game uh, plan. That was scary. Now they have a twenty-eight and five record. Still have the best record in the league. But here's that thing again, like regular season, how much does that really matter? Because in the playoffs, totally different. And Joel Embiid, if we got to play the Sixers, that is scary. If he's healthy at that point, he looked really good against He looked him. really good. He was, I think in the first quarter, he had like almost 20 points. I watched the first half of that game, and I couldn't watch the second, not because it was so painful, but it was very painful to watch. But does it matter at this point that we lost that game on Christmas on a, on a you know, technically Not really, stage? no. It's irrelevant. It's pretty irrelevant. Yeah. Because nothing changed. Nothing changed. I mean, We're still the best record in the NBA. Yeah. Giannis is such a competitor that if we face them in the playoffs, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to be big and bad. The Rockets lost to Golden State on Christmas, too. Oh. I would be way more concerned about that. Yeah, that's something to be concerned about. You know, and the Lakers lost to the Clippers. The Lakers have lost like three or four games in the last two weeks. They've had a really rough After goal. being the best team in the league for a little bit there. It's concerning. It's like other teams are, you know, having... Every team has their own struggles, but the Bucks, I mean, they bear, their struggles are so minimal. Yeah, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter, I don't think. Same with the Lakers, like... This is the regular season, and the NBA is set up in a way that, like, the, the good teams are so much better than the bad teams that the regular season doesn't matter that much. It really doesn't. So the Lakers can still coast. The Bucks can coast, especially for the fact that we don't play a team with a winning record again unless the Blazers go on a hot streak. We don't play a team with a winning record again until January 16th, and that'll be against the Celtics, and that's a primetime game. Yeah, it sure is, and they're good, too. They're good. That's our next big test, so we can we can keep sitting Giannis every now and then. You know, win, you know, win three out of four games a week, and you're still coasting. 
And you still got George Hill putting up the best three-point numbers in the, in, in the game. You still got DiVincenzo and, and this, this team. Middleton looked pretty good in the last game. Granted, I know Kilikai, there's thoughts on him, but, you know, Bledsoe comes back, and, and we look good. We look poised to kind of coast for a while, so that's a really good sign. Wisconsin sports, looking good right now, except for, and this is a shout-out to my friend, Sashaan Fitzgerald. He told me to make sure to add this in there. Props to the Badgers women volleyball team to making it to the championship, but they did fall to Stanford. So, we love women's volleyball. Come on the show, we'll talk to you, Badger girls. Yeah, we'd love to get some Badger girls on here. Heck yeah. Oh. Anything more? Moving on. <laughs> Any more of the Bucks, Kyle? Um, no, no, it's kind of, it's going to get to that time of year where it's going to get dull, you know, dull. The, the season's a drag, and... It's been dull since the beginning. Uh, <laughs> I understand that, I can appreciate that, but, I mean, for real, this, this time of year for basketball, it gets a little more, even for the real, true fans. Yeah, because players start kind of sitting, yeah. you know, things aren't really heating up right now, and... It's, it's the middle of the season and the playoffs is where it's at in the NBA. That's when it's must-see TV to me. Sure. When it gets down to the wire. You know, yeah, maybe I'll watch that. Yeah. The Bucks will be in it and they'll be good. So, that was our talk on the Bucks. We've hit a great point in the baseball offseason, though, however. Two days ago was the baseball solstice, which means we were at the halfway point between the last out of the World Series and the first pitch of spring training. <laughs> How about that? How sweet it is. How about that? <laughs> which brings me to our next topic, which is kind of odd to be doing as a part of a Brewers podcast, which we primarily are Milwaukee Brewers podcast. And I want to talk a little bit, again, we talked about them recently, I want to talk again about the Chicago White Sox, the new kings of Chicago. I mean, I'm already crowning them, and I think everybody else is crowning them as the new kings of Chicago in terms of They're the, the Cleveland Browns of baseball. I, yeah, I, yeah. Seriously. It's kind of that thing. Yeah. I mean, they don't really have a Baker necessarily, a Baker Mayfield guy who's all over TV, like, hyping it. Like, they're kind of being DL about it. But, I mean, they made so many moves in the offseason, and we already, we've already talked about some of I those. I don't think they're on the down low with this. I think a lot of people are paying attention to That's true. What that's doing. true. Yeah, they are. I guess, I guess I've kind of seen quite a bit of hype about it because that's because they have made so many moves, and the latest being 36-year-old Edwin Encarnacion. Who's Jeez. still got it. Who's still got it. He's still got it. He's still got it. So I'm going to quick break down a few players, some notable players, and it's not even just a few. They have a shitload of fucking talent in that lineup. Like, I got listed here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of their eight. And these guys are all, all-star caliber players. So Edwin Encarnacion, he's got a career 263 batting average, 414 career home runs. A couple years, he'll be over 500. And he's got 1,242 RBIs. Other notable players, we've talked about him. Jose Abreu, he led the majors in RBIs last year at 123. Tim Anderson, he led the majors in average last year. I love year. that guy. Oh, my God. He's a fucking beast. He's, he's a cool dude. Led, yeah, led the majors at 335 in average last year. <coughs> he has Monty Grandal. He's going to be the catcher. Uh, he had an 848 OPS last yeah, we year. we love him. We love him. We Switch love him. hitter. One of the a pretty goddamn good defensive catcher. He has, he has the, a way to make pitchers better when they throw to him. I think he's just got that kind of personality that he can really get in the minds of a pitcher and, you know, call a good game from behind the plate. 
Another one, Eloy Jimenez. The kid's only 23 years old. Had 79 RBIs last year and an 828 OPS. Nomar Masara, 24 years old. 66 RBIs last year and a 786 OPS. Then there's Yuan Mancata, 24 years old. 71 RBIs last year. A 315 average. They just picked him up. A 915 OPS last year. This lineup is stacked. They don't have a lot for pitching, but I will I will note their ace, uh, Giloto, 14-9 record last year, 341 ERA, and 228 strikeouts. This team is the new king of Chicago, and they I think they win the Central next year. I, I think it's straight up. I mean, who else is in the Central? Well, you got the Indians, who they might, I mean, they might trade the doorway. I mean, there's a lot of talks about him moving. They've already got rid of some pitching, like... Uh, you got the Royals, dumpster fire. You got, yeah, the the Royals. Oh, the Tigers. Twi- the Tigers. Oh, dumpster yeah. fire. And then you got the Twinkies, who have made some improvements. So I think it's going to be White Sox and Twinkies next year fighting over that division. Yeah. Talent does not equal chemistry, and people say this about the Yankees all the time. Like that's part of the reason why. With all the talent they've had, they haven't made a World Series in 10 years because they don't have the chemistry. And that happens a lot with these... You know you do that like every show. Right? What did you do? What did you drop? I dropped my pen oh my between goodness. the couch cushions oh, every show. He does this every show. Every Literally show. Literally every show. He's nervous. He's got the twitch. <laughs> He's getting excited. Listen, talent doesn't equal chemistry. I mean, I look at this is just so much like what the Cleveland Browns did in the offseason. Oh, yeah. And RIP to all those individuals that went to Vegas and put money on the Browns to make the Super Bowl this year because that happened. That yeah. happened. People were crowning the Browns to be Super Bowl champions after their offseason, and they're not even a 500 team. Just because teams load up on players in an offseason like the White Sox have doesn't mean that that'll – show instant success sometimes it takes time for guys to to get comfortable with each other and when you have that much ego it plays a factor in it too so I wouldn't just crown him yet yeah another good example the Chicago Cubs talent doesn't equal success I mean they, they added so much pitching depth they have a roster that was I mean coming into the season last year and even coming in right now they're they're Projected war was better than any team in baseball. War. They didn't make the good God. Say it again. What is good for? <laughs> but yeah, they were a team projected to have the the best war in baseball. Didn't Say it even, again. Didn't even make the playoffs. Um, I mean, you can go on and on with teams like that. Uh, the Brewers. All the talent we had. I mean, our one through eight last year was solid as fuck. We lost the wild card game to a team that nobody was expecting to do well because they lost their best player in Bryce Harper. But talent does not equal success. So we might see it. But we've seen the Chicago White Sox kind of upturn it last year. They looked quite considerably better than the previous season. And now they have even more talent. So give them a little time. And this, this team this team is going to be dangerous. And it's going to be for years to come. And we have to, we have to watch out for that because we're going to have to deal with all these bandwagon White Sox fans coming up on us. But this team is built, and they're young. Their core is young. Like I said, Eloy Jimenez, 23 years old. Nomar Mazzara, 24 years old. Yuan Mancada, 24 years old. Yeah, they're young. So they're, they're, their core team, I mean, these are, these are young kids. They're going to be, they're going to take the Central next year. It would be really interesting if they did. I mean, the Twins are good, too. And they've, I mean, they made the playoffs last year, so we'll, I think it's going to be between... I think they're going to surprise everybody. It's going to be an interesting battle. Both the Twins and Indians have this, like, 
they have this way of like being secretly quietly good. Cleveland and for sure. yeah, Cleveland does that too. I, I couldn't even tell you a single player besides Lindor on the Perhaps Indians roster. Yeah. I don't. I just don't know. I mean, sure, but yeah, I don't know. I just don't get. I mean, these teams that stack up so quick and in an off season get all these players. I don't necessarily believe that that's going to provide instant success. But I mean, they got. The guys they did get, Carcion, Grandal, I'm a big Grandal fan. I, he's an X factor. For sure. So, I mean, they upgraded huge in a lot of areas. The only thing about the White Sox that is confusing to me is the pitching. You know, if they have a solid, if they have solid pitching throughout the year, they will be at the top of that division. But. I agree. They do have a pretty young pitching core, not a lot of big names on there, not at all really, any other than Giolotto, who was a, an all-star. But but yeah, they have to get their pitching taken care of, and I think depending on how this offseason goes, they might have to spend more money on pitching, but they may be one of those teams with payroll millions of dollars of taxes to pay after that. If they even get one pitcher, you know, one decent starting pitcher, yeah, you might want to start thinking like They might not need pitching with all that... With all that power, scoring more runs, you know. True. They might. They might. Wasn't it you that said <laughs> you don't need pitching if you can put up a lot of runs? Yeah, and that's the Brewers' mentality. So maybe they're kind of borrowing a David David Stern's mentality down sure. in Chicago about outgetters, which I I don't love that mentality because it hasn't really proven to. I mean, it got us to Game Seven of the NLCS, but but you know, it's 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 hard to say if, if that really works or not. So. Yeah, but we don't know how different the playoffs this year would have been had Grisham not have made his fatal mistake, you know what I mean? Yeah, if that little hiccup doesn't happen, <laughs> they're going to win that game against Washington. I don't give a fuck. Do you think we beat St. Louis? Do you think we beat L.A.? I think, I, I, I think we beat St. Louis for sure. We definitely give them a run for their money, but all I don't know about that, but I do know you get rid of Grisham out in right field on that play that he blundered, Yelich If Yelich is there instead of Grisham, they make that. He makes that play. He gets that out, and the Brewers are farther in the postseason than they ended up being. I think he's eating the ball, and it's a tie game. I don't think Yelich is making that throw home. Yeah, I think it's a tie game. I think maybe Aaron Judge makes that throw home, but there's not too many guys who would have made. Even it. at a tie game, I think they would have had enough to. Yeah, to that's win tough. That game. Momentum was so bad. I mean, yeah, Hayward, watching watching the Nats. Go through that, go through the playoffs like that. It was magical. I don't, it was I something. Don't, if that game is tied, I don't think we win. I think we end up losing. It's a tough call because if it if we stayed ahead, maybe tied or. I think the bigger question in that game was why was Hater in the game to begin with? He should have been taken out. He should have been taken out after the first dinger, or after the dinger. Yeah. Should have been out. He shouldn't have even faced that. Because we've batter. seen that the whole. We saw that the whole second half of the season where he Hater was, gives Hater up the was exposed way. And then yeah, he gets exposed, and then he doesn't do shit after that. Yep. But I mean, if he you lost his confidence in the middle of the year, he he literally spoke it to the media. He's like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I ain't right. Yeah. You know that's not a quote, but but at the same time, it's like if you're counsel, it's a hard decision. Do I put in my best pitcher? Or do I put in? You know, yeah, I mean, Diolis Guerra. Hindsight's twenty twenty. So Guerra did really good for us last year. Regardless, I think 
he shouldn't have been in. He shouldn't have been pitching in, in that at bat. Grisham just made a terrible mistake. It was a season-ending mistake, and he's gone. and it hurt because we lost to a team that won it all. You yeah, know? and I don't think we would have won at all, and I think we would have, unfortunately, like as much as I would want the Brewers to move on, I think we would have lost a magical postseason. Yeah, I don't think we had the pitching to get us through. No. I, I, we definitely had, even without Yelich, we had the batting power to do it. Because Braun was playing good at the end of the year. Moustakis was awesome. Hero was hitting the ball like, with his eyes closed. Grandal. We had the power... We just didn't have the pitching, excuse me. Hero hitting the Josh ball with pork. Hero hitting the the ball with his eyes closed is a really good way to put how he played. Best. Seriously, we'll go more on here in a little bit. I, unfortunately, guys, I'm gonna jump back to football quick, and then we're gonna go back to baseball. Are we doing our picks? Because I want to do picks. Yeah. And then I want to talk about another quick topic. We'll do that right after our picks. Um, Seamus is not with us today, and we I didn't get his picks in. We haven't heard from him all day. Well, I. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> he's he's getting bad reception up there somewhere. He's, he's up there. Way what? Up, he's way up north with all what? his kids. What? You got the Lincoln Park Jay Z. That just came up. Yeah, that, <laughs> no, that was that shit was a banger back in. Rest in peace, Chester Bennington. Yeah. God, he was great. I was really heartbroken. I didn't like their music, but he was a great vocalist. He was a good dude too. Yeah, he seemed like a good. He's dude. a humble dude. Dude, people talk to people if you're sad. There's. There's, there's some conspiracy behind his death, just like with Chris Cornell and Kurt Cobain. Um, well, Bennington and Cornell in particular, they have these weird ties to Hillary Clinton. I'm not even kidding. Oh, we're going there. Um, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know enough to talk about it right now. Let's. But I, there's. Let's dive into that one of these shows. <laughs> we really should. There, <laughs> there's so many. I'm big on conspiracy theories, and there are so many conspiracy theories on uh, all these. Tens and hundreds of people that die that are connected to Hillary Clinton. It's creepy. I don't understand how a singer. I don't know. We'll get into it. I no, thought... it's because they donated and worked with nonprofits that were connected to Hillary Clinton. It was on that guideline. Is Habitat for Humanity on that? That's Jimmy Carter's baby. <laughs> but that doesn't have anything to do with Hillary, right? Because I better watch no. back. I don't know. I don't think you're going to die. Ever? Well, you'll die at some point, bro. Nobody won. Nobody won our contest. Nobody writes on our page. Yeah, we had some sweet gifts. We really did. I was gonna give out a salted nut roll and a bag of Jay's potato chips. So I had a, a worn thong I was gonna give away. <laughs> bum 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 game. Josh packs. had some good stuff too. What'd you have, Josh? I didn't have nothing. Nothing. Right. Well, no, I still got that bobblehead. His oh, friendship. Yeah. Yeah, we got bobbleheads to give away. Josh is going to take a lucky person out to dinner. Yeah. But he was going to get some cold pork. But none of y'all wanted to talk or play with us. So. That's right. If you want to win the contest this week, talking to you, Felipe. Type in fuck. Super chill on our Facebook wall. Super oh, I like that. chill. S U P E R. Chill. Chill. <laughs> chill. Game picks. Here we go. You boys ready? Ready as always. You can change. Drum roll, please. You guys can feel free to change. We need theme music for our game picks. Yeah. Game picks, go. 
No, not that. Well, too <laughs> bad. Not bad. Send us your theme music to the game picks. Good thing we got big changes coming in the new year. Right, hey, right. Hey, Rob said it. <laughs> big changes. Well, that needs to change immediately. Send money. You're not allowed to do theme music ever again, Rob. Oh, you guys are, you guys are Sorry, mean. Butcher. You guys are mean. Yeah, my name is Butcher. Breaking news, the Atlanta police have arrested LSU quarterback Jer- Joe Burrow and charged him with brutally murdering 11 men from Oklahoma. He sure did. What was that, like 700 to 35? Shout out to Joe Burrell tonight. Not even 35. God. I think it was 20. Hey, Dan Duquette. I think it was 28. I'm I'm making a shout out to you, my friend. Dan Duquette. He probably reacts the most on our 512 podcast Yeah, we love you, Danny. Danny D. Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Our own Danny Dimes. We love you, Dan. Come on the show. And give us your game picks, too. Titans versus Texans. Titans, 8-7. and They're playing for their season. If they win, they're in. Texans, you know Titans are going eight and eight on the year. They live at eight and eight. Versus the Texans, who are ten and a different number of three. No, oh, ten and, and five. Sorry, they have already clinched their division. <laughs> I can't write. <coughs> Holy lord! Titans and Texans, right? Yep. Black Josh, who you got? I remember what I said. I'm pretty sure I said Houston. It's a T word. Pretty sure I said Houston. Ooh. Texans. Yeah. Killer Kyle. Uh, I believe I picked the Titans. Right? Do you write mine down? Yeah, I got you as Titans. Yeah, I picked the Titans. I mean, they got more to play for and, quite frankly, I think are the better team as of right now. Mm. Yeah, Texans have... It's a hard take to swallow. They sure have their flaws. And I I really wanted to go Titans because tighten up! You know why I like the Titans more than the Texans? And why I think they're playing better right now? Their uniforms? I love... I've always loved the Titans uniforms. Coaching. I think their coaching is way better. In fact, um, our very own Matt LaFleur is from that coaching tree in Tennessee. We picked him up from yep. Tennessee. He was their quarterback? Coach? He was their offensive coordinator last oh. year under Mark Vrabel, who is a very underrated coach, player's coach. I mean, he's young. You're seeing a lot of young offensive head coaches like the McVeighs, Kyle Shanahan's, but you don't see the young defensive coaches. Mike Vrabel is that guy. Not even 40. I don't even think he's 40 years old. Maybe 40. And a brilliant defensive mind. So, yeah. He's got their defense looking good and their offense is good. We're sorry about talking about the Titans right there. Yeah, I, I, I went way too long. <laughs> I can't believe you had that much of a Titans take. I know. That's I'm great. on fire tonight. Tighten up! <laughs> I got the Texans only because, like I said, the Titans live at 8-8. Eight eight. That's where they will always be. They will never be better. They will never be worse. They are always right there. Next. 49ers at Seattle. Biggest game of the week. Seattle all day. BJ's got Seattle. Killer Kyle, who you got? Yeah, I think I took Seattle, too. We all three took Seattle. Yeah. Because fuck the 49ers, and we want the number one pick. We need we need Seattle to win. We need Seattle to win. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Probably so the only time I'll ask Seattle to win a game. And yeah. Seattle needs to... They're going to they're gonna bounce back after that. Hey, what do you guys loss. think of Marshawn Lynch coming back? Love Ooh. it. That's fucking awesome. I think it's good for the league. It's good for the league. It's good it for really all is. of us. It's good for Skittles as a brand. <laughs> He's got a big fan base. Why, is he a Skittle... Oh, Which yeah, you give the guy Skittles, and he... He loves Skittles, yeah. yeah. I fucking love Skittles. Oh, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about that. He's he's okay. one of the few players Maybe. that has his own catchphrase, oh, Beast shit. Mode. Yeah, Beast Mode. Not a lot of players have a catchphrase. Oh, he's got three catchphrases. You know why I'm here? Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, wasn't there another one? I'm was, just paid to be here. I'm just paid to be yeah. here. 
Yeah. Fucking legends. Marshawn Lynch, best football player of all time. Great for the league, and I, I can't wait to see him. Yeah. I'll be watching just to see him run the ball. Yeah, because Carson's hurt, right? Yeah, they're so thin at running back right now, like all their running backs. Well, Marshawn Lynch is thick. Now they're thick at running back. Thick. The three C's. Joe thick ass. <laughs> uh oh, Bucks are gonna lose. I didn't know we were in Milwaukee. Dude, that. Why didn't anyone send us tickets to this? They were probably cheap. Yeah, and Giannis isn't even playing. Yeah. So then they're real cheap. Giannis has back soreness. Yeah, it's uh, quote unquote load management. Load management. Let's be real. Let's be real. Next, we got Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Sleeper game. Nobody cares because the Ravens have already locked up the number one seed. Lamar Jackson is not playing. Kill the Kyle, who you got? Uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh needs it more. They, they need the game to punch your ticket. Can they get in? Uh, they, I, they, can with a, oh, they can with a win, and they need some help, too. I thought they were, yeah, I think they need help. They're not eliminated. They need the Titans to lose. I think they, they need, need a lot of help. They need, yeah, they need the Titans to lose. No team needs more help than the Raiders. Yeah. They have, like, eight scenarios they need to go their way to get in. It's I'm cool. hoping the Raiders get in just so they can lose on the big stage. It would be... It would really piss off the fans, I think. Just so they can <laughs> lose on the big stage. Yeah, because Tennessee wow. is the more deserving team to get the sixth seed, in my opinion. I just like watching people boo Derek Carr. I loved <laughs> Derek Carr for a while, but I don't know why. He's I, terrible. He's way too inconsistent. I thought he was going to be the next Brett Favre after his rookie season. He was supposed to be. That's why he wears number four. I, oh, is it? I yeah. always said that. I was like, this guy wears me a All Favre. All those quarterbacks that wear number four, they only wear it because of Favre. I wear number four. Yeah, I posted a video of my 11-year-old self playing the violin I wearing a Favre jersey. That was real nice. Uh, BJ, who you got? I chose Baltimore, even without Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Because Pittsburgh is garbage. Yeah, they, they are. They're yeah, garbage. They're garbage. I, it's, it's a fucking they can't even They can't even figure here. out what quarterback they want to use. The AFC wildcard game is going to be worse than any preseason game this year. <laughs> or or London game. You know, it always is, isn't it? Yeah, the AFC, the AFC wildcard, wildcard games are terrible. Well, the NFC are always great. They are. What is <laughs> up with that? Because it's always teams like Cincinnati was always in the wildcard. Yeah, card. yeah. Baltimore. Like the Cincinnati Houston Texans matchup oh, was man. like routine for like six years straight. Titans are always there. The Dolphins yeah. sometimes squeak in. Yeah, and Buffalo being it this year, and you know Buffalo ain't going to do shit. I don't see Yeah, that. they're fucked. Yeah. Well, they might beat. Pittsburgh. They can't beat Baltimore. They can't beat Kansas City. They, but those won't be those won't be wildcard games. I'm saying if Buffalo could be could move on. I mean, they might win. They'll probably win the wildcard game. They could because it's either against Houston, Pittsburgh, or oh no, they're not playing. They're not. Oh yeah, they would. No, they wouldn't play Pittsburgh because they're both wild cards. They put uh, Buffalo is going to play a division winner because they're a wild card seed. They're the fifth seed. Yeah. So they would play um, the one seed? I hate that. Or no, I'm sorry. They would play the three seed? Who's the third best? Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah, they're fucked. Oh, they're fucked. Okay. Which brings us to the Bills and the Jets in Buffalo. Buffalo's 10 and 5. Jets are 6 and (laughs) 9. That's a respectable losing record. I got the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. You already know. Oh, yeah, by the way, I picked Pittsburgh in the other game. Because no Lamar Jackson. You did. Yeah. But anyways, Jets and Bills. I got Jets. Kill a Kyle. Jets! Oh, yeah, Jets are going to... 
Jets are going to end their season on a high note. A 7-9 and nine record. And wow. unfortunately, they're going to keep that nut job, Adam Gase, yeah. as head coach. That was a terrible hire. Oh, yeah, he's awful. You know, what is it with New York teams? All the New York teams, they can never, you know, outside of Tom Coughlin, I can't remember the last good coach out of New York. Tom, yeah, it's Tom Coughlin. Remember Ben McAdoo? Ben McAdoo was a Packer guy, yeah. Yeah, but he's ugly as sin and he's awful. And he was good with he was a good quarterback coach for Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years. I blame I don't I think he was benefited. But from that job coaching. was way too big for him. The he, stage was way too big. And he benefited from being the coach of Aaron Rodgers. That's so why he got the job. I yeah. could coach Aaron Rodgers. I'd just sit there and not do anything. Yeah. Good job, man. Good job. <laughs> Jets are gonna win. It's, it sucks. I they're they're such a weird team too. In Buffalo, do you really think they're gonna win? Well, the yeah. team's locked up, so yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo's got nothing to play for. Josh Allen will probably play a couple drives and then they'll put Matt Barkley. He'll run in. the ball for 150 yards. No, they have already went on. They've already went public saying they're not gonna have and Josh Allen. Really, you can't really run on the Jets defense. If they're good. We're spending, a, they're a weird team. We're spending a lot of time on this game. Yeah. Why? Black Josh, who you got? I got the Bills. All right. And now we don't have to talk about that game anymore. This Thank God. Just going to tease for a future episode at some point. We're doing a big topic on this coming up soon. Antonio Brown. I want to do the Antonio Brown topic. Oh, for sure. And especially because the New Orleans Saints looked at him. They haven't signed him. They had five other players in. They didn't sign any of them. But the fact that he's still being looked at is interesting to me, and I think no matter what, if he gets signed at some point, he'll be on the player's exempt list for a while, or the commissioner's exempt list, but I love to dive into that topic. I've been doing a lot of I research. I do not on. believe that the Saints are going to sign Antonio Brown. I believe they went public with that. Today. No, he said, he. Yeah, yeah, they said they're not. They just worked him out. I, I would, oh my God, if they signed him all. <laughs> that offense. It would be crazy, but... Ugh. I don't know. I honestly think this he's is, so good. He's so good, but I think this might be one of those times where he's so up in his head, where a person's so up in their head that they might sabotage themselves. Like he's turning board. into a Colin Kaepernick type player, where he's wherever he goes, the media is going to be all over him. They're going to want to get every sound bit from Antonio Brown they can because, because he's a dumpster he's, fire. He's just he's yeah he's nuts. He's nuts. He's apologizing. Then he's going back on his apologies. Then he's apologizing again. Then he's saying he's done with the NFL. And the next thing you know, he's working out with the Saints. Yeah. He's, I thought we were going to save this for another day. You're right. We are going to save it for another day. But just teasing. That's it's a preview. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a, a preview. Little, that's a little, like a, we'll call that the tickler. That's almost a full hour show alone. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's going to be a big one. And I think we should spend an hour on one of those shitty weeks when, you know, the week before the Super Bowl, we'll probably do the Antonio Brown thing. Because there'll be nothing going on. That's fair. Because we don't talk about Pro Bowls here. But. Yeah, because it's lame. I don't even know why they bother with that stupid thing anymore. True. Real Shout fun. out to Orlando, Florida for ruining the Pro Bowl. Yeah. We miss you, Honolulu. Thanks a lot, Florida. Thanks a lot, Felipe. Fuck. Yeah, you know, Felipe. So mad at him. You're done, man. Yeah. You're done. Felipe's on a road trip right now. And he's not coming home. And he thinks he's cool. It's so annoying. His nipples are hideous. We're getting off the rails. Year in review. Fuck you, Felipe. Yeah, fuck you, Felipe. All right, since the New Year's coming up. Felipe comes on the show, I will literally tell him, fuck you, to his face. I'll fight him. I I will fight him, too. Big nipple, bitch. All right. I'll go 12 (laughs) rounds with you, Felipe. You won't last five. God, he makes me so You heard it here first. So with the New Year coming up, I wanted to do a quick year interview. Some of our best moments and players and stuff for the Brewers. 
because the, I mean, we are essentially a Brewers baseball podcast at our core, but we, we like to talk about other stuff and we like to expand our horizons, which we will more so in the new year. But I'd like to quick touch on the MLB year in review. So I wrote a couple notes, got a couple things here to talk about, and I'd like you guys to comment. So okay. The 2019 breakout star for the Brewers. That's clear and obvious who our breakout star was. Brandon Woodruff. Keston Hero. Oh. I was joking. <laughs> Woody, I mean, Woody's great. Yeah, he, I mean, he broke out last year. I yeah, would say. more so. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's I mean, when he had his coming. Dinger off Kershaw. Keston Hero was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean. And didn't see it coming at all. He didn't play enough. So, I mean, after, I mean, I want to see more at-bats from this guy. I mean, next year he'll have probably 500 at-bats or close to it. This last year he only had 314, but he had a plus 300 average at 303. 49 RBIs, 9 stolen bases, his OPS was 938. That's astronomical, I mean. Real quickly, the biggest mistake the Brewers made this year was sending Hira back down to the minors for Travis Shaw. Yeah. We wouldn't have even been in that wild card game because we would have won a couple more games if Hira was back up because we had no offense when Shaw was on the team. None. And he came up that first 9 or 10 games, had unbelievable numbers then Travis Shaw gets healthy well we gotta get him back up because we're fucking paying him yeah yeah that's and all look what that did and cause he's a fan favorite I'm so glad he's gone I'm so glad he's a Canadian he's not even in this country anymore thank god good riddance and anyone who's <laughs> anyone who's still defending Travis Shaw like I don't hate you <laughs> but I hate you yeah I kinda hate him <laughs> Yeah, I, I legitimately him. hate him like I don't hate guys but like I got so sick of seeing his fat stupid face yeah, and his bald head. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. He looks so much better with hair. We all rooted for you, Travis Shaw, and then you just let us down. We did. We really did. We loved you. We called you the mayor. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. We, we, we played yeah. along with well, a silly nickname. people did. I didn't. But. I played along with a silly nickname. Whatever. But, yeah, Keston Hero, only 23 years old, had an amazing breakout season. He had the most errors at second base than anyone in baseball, so clearly he's got to, you know, freshen up at second base, but hell... I'm all for the Keston here train. His moment of the season on July 28th, walk-off dinger against the Cubs in the 10th inning. That was incredible. For sure. Keston here. We love you, buddy. Best moment. All right, moving on to our next year interview segment. Best uh, moment for the Brewers. I'd say going 20-7 and seven in September from being out of playoff contention, well out of playoff contention, to, to creeping in and making the wild card game, and that includes going eighteen and two in that in, in a stretch, and that includes losing Christian Yelich, and that includes using Chris, losing Christian Yelich as part of the, the seventh game of that eighteen and two stretch. Absolutely, yeah, momentous. It was a Cinderella storyline until Washington screwed that up and won the World Series. But yeah, I mean, for us, like, yeah, that was uh, that was really magical. I mean, because. Historically, the Brewers, in recent, well, if we go back 20 years, the Brewers, look at that turtleneck from Giannis, that was hot. That's a nine foot long turtleneck. That was a hot, he looked good. We're so, like the Brewers, when I was younger, always started out fresh, but the second half of the season disappeared. Now we're a different team. It's not like, right? It's not like that anymore. But it used to be for so long. So long. Very, very long. 2013, a huge example. We would always say, like in May, at the end of May, oh, the Brewers are in first place. Yeah, okay. See you in September. And sure as shit, they dropped to last place or fourth place in the division. Yeah. The last three years, 
We're second half. They're team. getting better in the second half. Yeah, yeah, the last two years especially, I mean, making the playoffs. So that was incredible. Absolutely incredible. I agree. Um, that, but that brings us to our biggest bummer. We don't. I don't spend a lot of time on this because we've already talked about it quite a bit. We've got but four minutes. Left. Losing the wild card game in heartbreaking fashion. Trent Grisham. Woo woo woo. We'll move on. Best comeback player of the year. Who do you think it is? Definitely not Travis Shaw. No. Give me a minute. Give me a ten seconds. Um, comeback player for the Brewers, hey? Yeah, I got nothing. It's more obvious than you think. I want to say like a... Ryan Braun. I, that's who I was thinking. Ryan Braun. 285 average, 22 dingers, 75 RBIs. That, I think, is the biggest part. He's finally putting the plus 70. That's a, that's kind of a threshold that I go by for whether or not you're a valuable player. If you're hitting over 70 RBIs, you're a pretty goddamn valuable player. We uh, talk a lot of smack about him. but Yeah, we have. This is the first time we haven't, I think. Yeah. 200, uh, he had 11 stolen bases, 849 OPS. His best moment of the year. There's a couple... But the one that I really... Actually, I put both of them. Or no, I only put the one. He had the go-ahead grand slam on September 15th against the Cardinals when we were doing that division chase. Oh, yeah, I remember. That was good. I was listening yeah. on the radio. I hugged a man that I had never met in my life. And he's I hugged, so clutch. I him. Dude, he's so he's, clutch. He's such a clutch player. Probably the most clutch player in Brewers history. He also, I think, won that 18-inning game. Yeah, I think he did. I think that was the other moment that I was going to pick. So we only have a couple minutes here left, so... And he did this all while withdrawing off drugs. All while withdrawing off drugs. <laughs> that's that's the most there. impressive. So things to look forward to in the new year for the Brewers. New uniforms. New uniforms, number one. New They're growing on me already. Oh, yeah. I'm starting to like the blues, too. I just like the old school vibe Dude, that they have. Dude, it's going to be a great season. It's going to be a great season. Well, I hope Last so. Last year of Miller Park. That's another thing to look forward to. Weird saying that. It was mm-hmm. weird, really weird saying that. Uh, improve, I, I put a couple things. Uh, improved pitching staff. I think... Or you really think so? I think we have an improved pitching staff. Unless mm-hmm. we lose Hader. Uh, I think Lindblom's going to be a huge asset. I mean, he has 20... He was the KBO MVP, 20-3 and three record, 250 ERA. His whip is 1.00. I think Brett Anderson's going to be a big piece. I think Freddie Peralta's going to have his true breakout year this year. God, I hope so. In three starts in the D- Dominican Winter League, he's got a 140 ERA. Um, I don't even care what his stats are down there. Last night he pitched five innings for six strikeouts, no runs, given up. I don't care what his stats are down there because, you know what, when he was down in the minors, he had the fucking best stats of anybody. And, and he's, then he came up and did shit. And he's developed a third pitch. I think Freddie Peralta's going to surprise everybody. I think he's going to finish with like a 3-5 ERA. He's got another breaking ball, Kurt. Uh, two more. Justin Smoke is going to hit fucking dingers in Miller Park. Justin Smoke's going to be huge. And the biggest one of all, Christian Yelich is going to be healthy. Yeah, hopefully. So uh, we got a lot of great things to look forward to in the new year for the Brewers. Uh, the, the new year is going to bring a great month of playoff football for the Packers, I'm hoping, and possibly a Super Bowl appearance and win. The Bucks are going to win their championship in the new year. I uh, hope so. And the Five Tool Podcast is going to be back and bigger than ever. Breakout Podcast of the Year. Breakout Podcast of the Year. So thanks for a good year, folks. We're coming back at you in the new year. We're not doing a show on New Year's Day, but we'll be back next Saturday. We're, not, we're busy. We're busy. We're out partying hard with Ryan Braun. Thanks, folks, for listening. Remember, super chill. Is the code word? We're gonna have 2020 vision turn coming here. 2020 vision. Thanks, and 
We out. Hey, go on the Facebook page. Give us some love on the Facebook page. We need that. We love you. Danny Dimes. Danny yeah. Duquette. Miller Park. MVP man. of the day. Woo. Sorry about that. My thought, yeah, boy. Came on 97, winning 20 years, boy. Oh, it's good. I don't feel bad for it.